Hello, and welcome to the Only Fancast, where we take underappreciated topics and give them the fancast they deserve. I'm your husband, Kyle. And I'm your wife, Kat. How you doing, Kat? I'm fantastic, husband. How are you? Pretty good. How's your week been? It's been... It's had its ups and downs, but it's mostly been ups. Okay. I'm pleased to announce. Well, that's that's really good. Yeah, how I'm about really you? I'm really glad to hear that. Oh, you know, it's the same. It's the same as I've always been forever. Which is what? My is- emotions don't go on much of an arc. Just kind of flatlined Just on the emotional spectrum. An ongoing ennui? Yeah, but I'd say that I'm happier than most people on general. I just don't get ever too happy or too sad. I'm, I mean, that seems okay, I guess. I think it's great, <laughs> but not too great. <laughs> so um, should we, should we do our podcast this week? Let's do our podcast. I'm really excited to hear about yours because I feel like you've been teasing this uh, for a while. Yeah, I'm very excited about mine. Um, Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me what your podcast is. Okay, so my podcast this week is Feel the Rhythm, Feel the Rhyme, Come On Up, it's Marvel time. <laughs> the only Marvel Olympics fan cast. <laughs> First of all, good title. Thank you. I'm very proud of you. Second of all, what are the Marvel Olympics? You haven't heard of the Marvel Olympics? Well, I have, because you said I'm going to talk about the Marvel Olympics this week, but I have no idea what they are, and I, I, I need to know ASAP. So the Marvel Olympics... I once again found on YouTube, like, every topic I will ever bring to this show. (laughs) Um, And it was just a suggested video, and I clicked on it at probably about 2 a.m. in the morning on, like, a Tuesday night, and I stayed up until, like, 4 a.m. watching the entire series. You're living your best life some kind of way. So what the Marble Olympics is, is it is a, a series of videos on a YouTube channel called, I believe it's Yele's marble runs yele is j-e-l-l-e apostrophe s okay um but i looked up the pronunciation and that's as best as i could find what it is and the youtube channel is just all about marble runs in general okay and what marble runs are i guess is that it's just like basically contraptions that you just put a shit ton of marbles down Mm -hmm. and then they just kind of go in a loop and it just makes a really nice, like, soothing noise and is fun to, like, watch. But the Marble Olympics are not a marble run. The Marble Olympics came from this guy's YouTube channel, but it is this incredibly produced, very high production value Olympic Games starring marbles. <laughs> and it is... Wait, wait, are... are... Do they have little like personalities like, from different countries? Is it so? So here's here's some of the the team names. I'll give you these. Uh, we've got teams such as uh, the Oceanics, mm-hmm. the Pinkies, mm-hmm. uh, the Savage Speedsters, uh, the O Rangers. Do wait. So wait. Are these, like, different groups of people bringing different marbles? Are no. these all marbles belonging to this man? Yes, they're all marbles Wait, belonging okay, okay, to okay. this man. So this man, he sat around and he organized all his marbles into their most important attributes? So it's basically kind of color. It's more like an aesthetic attribute. But what attribute? about the speedy speedsters or whatever? Like, they, they kind of, like, look fast, I'd say. Like, they... they 
but, but yeah, it's mostly Kyle, like... Well, they're marbles. They yeah. don't look fast. Well, no. Kyle, We're going to no. get there. Just let oh, me explain. Oh, my God. Let gosh. me explain. All right. Because you, you got to come along for this ride, because I've got a <laughs> deep final point to make. I know I know you do. I know you always do. Right now, it might not be visible to me, but I know there's something coming that'll make me see the world differently as of right now, though. <laughs> I'm thinking about this... Um, um, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just confused by this. I, I guess I'm not picking up what this marble man is putting down. You will. Okay. You'll get there. All right. You'll get there. Okay. So it's teams of four marbles that are all kind of stare, share an aesthetic value. So like the O Rangers are all orange marbles, but mm. each marble. Oh, oh, Rangers, uh-huh. Orangers. Uh-huh. I get it. But each marble also has its own name, mm-hmm. right? But then what happens is that it's just like this super elaborately produced and it's like a stadium for the Olympics, like an <laughs> Olympic stadium that's uh-huh. at least six feet wide. Like, it's hard to judge because it's just marbles inside of it. (laughs) But I'd guess like six feet wide made out of Legos, Uh but it's super nice looking. And then um, he builds like these elaborate like tracks or uh, connects contraptions that will drop them down so that they're doing like a high jump or a long jump. And then he just runs like all of the marbles through these contraptions, right? And then, like, based on which marble wins the various things, then, like, he keeps points for each of them. And it goes over 12 different events. <laughs> and <laughs> So many questions. So there's, like, 18 teams over 12 events, and you get, like, points based on where you land. And then there's, like, a podium ceremony at the end. Uh-huh. And yes, there are opening and closing ceremonies. <laughs> That are done in stop motion. Are, of marbles? Yes. So it's like Wait, stop motion are events. There, are but there then there's marbles there's, in the stands yeah, watching? There's marbles in the stands oh that have little signs <gasps> that are like specific to like the nation or the team or whatever. Oh my There God. are security marbles that have to deal with when like the fans will rush the field <laughs> and that like help set up the podium for the for the medal ceremony. Uh-huh. And it's just the most amazing thing I've ever seen. But, like, I got so into it. I was Team Limers <laughs> because they did really well um, in the uh, fidget spinner soccer. <laughs> What's fidget spinner soccer? So it was like dropping in all four marbles into like a square that uh-huh. had four fidget spinners going in it. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like curling rules. It was like how whoever, whichever team had the most marbles inside of the box when the like when they all stopped Mm -hmm. essentially and the limers they killed at the fidget spinner soccer Uh and but it was done in like a full round robin like four (laughs) groups of three and then like semi-finals and finals and a consolation how long are each of these videos and how many videos are there there's like 12 videos and they range between like four minutes and 20 minutes like the the (laughs) fidget spinner one was the longest one because it was like as i said full round robin (laughs) like 20 different matches yeah and there's like some that are underwater there's some that are made in like dirt Mm -hmm. so it's like a steeplechase style thing but it's like probably a good 
at least 200 foot long track that's done like outside in the dirt. Oh my lord. And it's like extremely impressively done, but it's also like really well filmed. Mm -hmm. Like has a full really well done like video graphics package. So like all like exactly what you would expect at the Olympics with like the leaderboards and like little lower thirds with the names of things <laughs> and everything like that. And then on top of it, the, he brought in another guy to do color commentary for the whole thing. Oh my and God. it's like full scale professional color commentary. That's incredible. Yeah. I want to hear more about the limers. So the limers, they were just green and yeah. they had a lot of heart. Yeah. Like I think they came in. <laughs> Fourth or, th yeah, fourth, I think. So a little Wait. bit disappointed in the finish, I'll yeah. hold. But yeah, they just, they had a lot of heart. In what way did they have a lot of heart? <sighs> it's hard to say. They just really <laughs> because they're tried their best. Okay. <laughs> but no, because that, cause that's like the other thing is that, um, so it just made me really happy because I looked up like the person who made this mm -hmm. and it's a guy who's been making like these marble run videos for like six years but like for that entire six years he had like almost no views on any of these videos and he's building like these beautiful contraptions that have like tens of thousands of marbles in them and he's just kind of doing it for his own joy mm -hmm. um and i looked him up and it's a guy named a uh, yelly Bakker, I don't B A K K E R, and it's like a thirty-something uh, Dutch person, and he has like he's on like the autism spectrum, and he says that he got into making the marble run just because they make like a super soothing sound. Mm -hmm. But he was just kind of making these videos and putting them up, but now these marble Olympic videos, each one has at least like a million views. Oh, nice! So he like just kind of discovered this beautiful like. <laughs> thing that everybody really gets into and then like in the comments like everybody's super hardcore for like one team or another <laughs> there were like facebook groups made for fans of the various teams oh no way it was this whole did thing did you did you did you check out the limers like facebook page no i only clicked on one of the facebook pages just to see what was going on but this happened in like july okay. so things have died down but but there's going to be a winter one in February. <gasps> I'm very excited. Yes. But like, what, what, I will sit down and watch the Winter Marble Olympics with you in a way you. that I would never watch the real Olympics <laughs> with anybody. <laughs> yeah, I've never watched the Olympics in my life. <laughs> um, but the, the, and that's like what's really interesting about it is that it's like, I really feel like it speaks to something really deep in like the human psyche because like with like the races and things like that it's literally just four marbles uh -huh. that are put on a track then like the lever moves that lets them go and then there's no human interaction at all it's like purely physics uh -huh. from there on out but like when one marble is moving ahead of the other and then a third marble like just suddenly bolts forward like it's really really easy to put kind of like a human nature mm -hmm. to it you know yeah, and like, like you're you're sitting there rooting for a marble a narrative yeah you're sitting yeah. there like rooting for a marble like the the steeplechase ones like it's like a three minute long race <laughs> so like the whole time you're like sitting there like rooting for this marble even knowing that there's nothing that could affect like the outcome of the race was decided like 
as soon as it started, uh-huh. you know, if yeah, not like it's just... back in the marble factory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you still find yourself like thinking that like there's some effect on it and some like amount of force of will mm-hmm. that can like make your marble <laughs> win. Uh-huh. And I genuinely think that that is like something that separates humans from like the rest of the animal kingdom is that it's like our focus on storytelling and the way that we interact with each other is by trying to like put stories onto things and how we like understand the world Mm -hmm. but it's like even one one team had a marble that was cracked during the (gasps) fidget spinner um uh soccer oh no and so they had to replace that marble but they like glued the first marble back together and like put it in like a cast and it was like that marble was kind of hanging around with the team (laughs) but like had to sit out the races and things like that Uh and just like how easy it is to assign a personality to a little glass ball with some like dye in it you know yeah it's just super super interesting well i think to me i think it's lovely as well that like humans are able to personify like anything and we want to create everything into stories but i think it's really cute and like sweet that that in this case at least and i think in lots of cases you do it so you can like root something on Mm -hmm. so that you can like inject some positivity and like joy into what's really just some little glass circles you know rolling around but it also, like, speaks to, like, the inherent tribalism of humans, the fact that you, like, <laughs> want to, like, like, there's literally zero, like, objective differences between any of them, you know? Yeah. It should be an exact even plane, but you still want to be like, no, the Limers are the best ones, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. They're the better marbles by far. And it's not like I'm lime, you know? It's not like I'm sitting here being like... <laughs> Things that are lime are inherently better than things that aren't lime. Uh-huh. It's just by a random nature that you just attach yourself to one, mm-hmm. and then you decide, no, they're the best, and they're going to do the best, and if they don't, I'll be disappointed. <laughs> I think it's also really sweet that this dude was just doing marble stuff for himself to make yeah, himself exactly. happy, and now it also made like millions of other people happy, and people got really into this very niche silly little adorable thing yeah it's just like a thing that this guy was like doing in his own like time just a little like pastime that made him happy and he was like always sharing it with the world but then he just discovered this one like very niche thing that the world like kind of came back for (laughs) you know that he was always sharing what he was doing and now the world's like sharing with him back and i think it's really nice oh Kyle, you made me feel better about, like, all of humanity by talking about the Marble Olympics. I love the Marble Olympics. They're my favorite thing. But I did feel super silly, like, sitting up until four in the morning just (laughs) cheering on marbles sitting at my computer. I mean, like, as you should, though. (laughs) It's not wrong to feel silly for that. Um, But I'm glad you did it, because that's really nice. That's really So that's that's the Marble Olympics. Thanks for listening to my Marble Olympics fan cast. What do you got going on? Well, you're not going to like the title. Let's hear it. <laughs> um, my, mine is called Throw in the Vowel, the Only Assonance Fancast. <laughs> now, you might think to yourself, 
what an odd direction to take that title in. Well, my my thing that I'm a fan of is assonance, which is already like dorky enough in itself. Although you went with Marble Olympics, so like who's dorkier? It's hard to say. I didn't want to go for the obvious joke, which is that assonance starts with the word ass, but instead I went with throw in the vowel because assonance is a it's a it's a th- it's vowel sounds. Yeah, it's I, a saw, vowel sound. I saw you on the uh, rhyme page to see. What rhymes with vowel? I thought of also going with the vowels of hell. That's pretty good. Thank you. But then I thought that puts a negative spin on it. And, and you I don't think assonance, assonance is bad. Okay. No. Okay. So what do you love about assonance? Let me first define assonance for you. Um, because I think most people either never learned or have forgotten. Um, assonance is the repetition of vowel sounds to create internal rhyming within phrases or sentences. Right. So it's like a repetition of a certain vowel sound over a period of time. Um, and what, what's it's the... It's different than consonants, which is inside of a word, the same consonants are repeated. And it's different than alliteration, which is different words starting with the same letter or sound. Consonants is like the grammar term that grew up on the wrong side of the tracks from assonance. I don't get it. No? No. Like the, the, the snakes from Riverdale? Just want to talk about Riverdale. <laughs> Does the term grow? Do you not know the term grew up on the wrong side of the tracks? No, I just don't understand why consonants is on the wrong side of the tracks. Because you like assonance I better. Feel, Do you well, feel like, is assonance yeah, the I underdog story? I feel like the world story? doesn't appreciate assonance enough. Okay. Then assonance yeah, grew the up thing. on the wrong side of the tracks. Yeah, because people are always like, ooh, alliteration, ooh, and like, ooh, rhyming, oh. But assonance is the most beautiful one, but no one appreciates it. Can we hear some examples of how beautiful assonance is? Yes, you absolutely can, because I have lots and lots and lots. So, like, a really simple one would be um, go slow over the road, Mm -hmm. right? That's just like assonance at its most basic, just a repeated O noise, right? Mm -hmm. And just saying go slow over the road is a really boring (laughs) thing to say. It's not conveying an an interesting idea, but it just sounds so nice. And that's the thing that makes me so happy about assonance is that I think that it's the best way to create like music within language because I just think that those vowel sounds are so pretty when you put them together. And I think that, like, it's it's just, it's one of those things where if you slow down and really, like, speak words out loud and, like, play with language, assonance is one of those things that creates this musicality and, like, rhythm and beauty that makes me really happy. And I just don't feel like, I just wish that people sat around more appreciating the way that words sound. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like... We talk about the meaning behind words a whole lot, but words can just sound pretty, you know, uh, divorced from the actual meaning of them. And then when you put that together with the meaning of them, it can create something like really, really awesome. So some of my favorite examples, you've got um, Wordsworth, right? So like a really famous example of assonance is, I wandered lonely as a cloud that floats on high o'er hills and vales, when all at once I saw a crowd, a host of golden daffodils. And for those of you at home who are wondering, I wonder if she was making really weird gestures and strange body language she when she said that. She stood perfectly still. Incorrect, Kyle. <laughs> but all of those 
those O noises going along with it, how he feels lonely. He feels as lonely as a cloud. And the O and the cloud and lonely sounds like it's floating. You know what I mean? It's so pretty. It's very pretty. Another example is like um, Kendrick Lamar uses assonance all the time. A really good one that's using that same like O noise is in um, Mad City, where he says, hope euphoria can slow dance with society, blah, 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 blah. But just like, the, so you see how like the O sound makes that rhythm mm-hmm. in the rap even more rhythmic, right? Mm-hmm. That Like you can find assonance in rap all over the place. Um, like rap is almost entirely assonance because you don't really hit like consonants hard in rap. Like, that's kind of the whole point of like flow is yeah. avoiding consonants. Yeah, and flow all comes from assonance. Um, because it's a kind of like, it's, it's almost rhymes. It's almost internal rhymes, um, that don't quite rhyme, but they just sound so nice. Is that a and slant that's where rhyme? flow comes from. What's a slant rhyme? Uh, well, a slant rhyme is different. It's dumber. I don't want to talk about okay, it. Okay, let's not talk about slant rhymes. Yeah, slant rhymes never... are banned from this podcast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, or like, if you look at, so, so as you know, one of my favorite, just like, couple of sentences in the english language is the opening of lolita right Mm -hmm. and like lolita is so cool because he's using a ton of um um alliteration yeah you're you're using like a a voice when you're when you read those wordsworth and lamar Mm -hmm. samples that i've only ever heard you use when reciting the opening lines of lolita which (laughs) i've heard you do a lot (laughs) i'm really sorry but you get into a very specific tone that now you've, I, I guess, I now know is just your assonance tone. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. It's great. Is it sexy? Oh, yes. <laughs> but like, okay, so the opening of Lolita is so cool because he's using a lot of alliteration and everybody thinks alliteration, so flashy, so fancy. But underneath the alliteration, there's a lot of assonance happening. It's kind of like the difference between opening of Lolita and that uh, speech from V for Vendetta which isn't good Mm-mm. because it's just alliteration. Yeah. But it's got no flow to it. Yeah, and this has flow. Can I read it to you? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I know you've heard me do this many times, but this is what you signed up for when you married me. Lolita, light of my life, fire of my loins, my sin, my soul. Lolita, the tip of the tongue taking a trip of three steps down the palate to tap at three on the teeth. Is that all? Well, it goes on from there, but that's all I'm going to read. You just still had your hand up in a, like, it's A-OK sign, so I wasn't sure if you were done yet, or no. just taking a dramatic pause. No, 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 no. That's the sign that means, like, ah, like, you know, when you put your, like, the little, like, the... It's if, the smoochin' chef. The, yeah, the smoochin' chef. Ooh, this pasta's so good. Mwah. That's the gesture that I was about to do. <laughs> because, like... Three and teeth and palate and tap and light and life. All of those have like this really, oh, I just love assonance. I just love assonance. The end. Assonance sounds great. So how does assonance come into play in your daily life? Do you spend a lot of time sitting around appreciating assonance? (laughs) Sometimes. Sometimes I'll be reading like a really boring 
uh, something or other. And then I'll think, oh, that sentence sounded nice. And then I'll realize it's because that sentence had assonance in it. And I'll think, oh, a little treat for me. A little like what, treat for Kat. What has assonance done for you this week? <laughs> it's just brightened my enjoyment of life and language. I have to spend literally all day talking. Like, my job is very talking-centric, so I have to appreciate the way the words sound, or else I'll get so sick of my own voice. Um, and and so I have to find these little ways to enjoy myself, and, and looking for assonance is one of them. Like, it is true, because you talked a little bit about um, kind of the, the, the almost aesthetic value of words. Uh-huh. You know, like how they sound put together. And it's interesting, because I feel like that is a piece that is either overrated or underrated in writing. Mm-hmm. And that it's really about, like, striking a balance between the two because a lot of people just like will write a bunch of words when they are writing a novel and they don't really spend any like you can tell that they probably like never read it out loud yeah you know so they never get to feel the nice mouthfeel of the assonance that they're missing mouthfeel it's all about the it's all about the mouthfeel but on the other side like some people will just spend all of their time like trying to get words together that have a good mouthfeel, and they don't really focus on what those words actually mean Yeah, when put and in, together. And in small doses, I think that can still be nice. But, you know, if Nabokov had written all of Lolita like that, it would have been unbearable, right? But, that just, of, being, isn't that... but that just being, like, the first couple of sentences just uh, starts it off in just the most, like, beautiful possible way, and then he talks more normally after that for a bit. Well, I think assonance is important, and I think it's good that it exists in the world, and I think talking would be worse without it. Are you gonna, like, are you gonna, I, I want you, I want you to just, like, look for assonance. I look for and assonance And appreciate all it the when time. you find it. That is incorrect. That is incorrect. If, if you're, like, I feel like you are forgetting where you even, where you even got this topic from, because we were sitting on the couch like a week ago, and I was bad-mouthing consonants and talking about how assonance is so much better than it consonants. Is. We haven't even touched on the, on, on, on not the best part of assonance, but a very important part, which is that it does start with the word ass. It does start we with need the to word sp- ass. We need to spend a little more time appreciating that, because... <laughs> well, another thing that I just love is that the word assonance itself has assonance. Yeah. Yeah. And ass. And ass. Like a donkey. I want to hear my good joke based on two things that you brought up that won't make sense to anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you talked about word wor- Wordsworth, mm-hmm. and you talked about Kendrick Lamar. Well, how about this cat? Mm-hmm. How much a word really worth? <laughs> that was a really good joke, and I'm proud of you. Thank you. I want to bring it back. For one second, because I forgot about something that I wanted to ask you about from my topic, Uh and that is, did you ever do anything like the Marble Olympics at any point in your, like, childhood or life in general? Not that I recall, but I have a feeling that you did. Oh, I definitely did. I did that type of stuff hardcore as a child. With, like, Hot Wheels? Yeah, like, I was a big Hot Wheel fan, and I would... uh, I had probably like 200 Hot Wheels or so, and then I had like a drag strip 
like play set.、Mm-hmm. So it was just like you would drop them down, and then they would just go straight. And I would used to do like gigantic tournaments where I would、mm-hmm. get like all two hundred. Hot Wheels, and I would seed them based on like which ones I thought were the best, <laughs> and then I would have them race until I got down to one, and I would spend just like hours and hours and hours, like every weekend doing this. We were lonely children. We were definitely lonely children. <laughs> But we found you each other. You were outside playing with rocks and sticks. I was inside <laughs> trying to figure out which of my inanimate objects was fastest and had more heart. <laughs> But we found each other, didn't we? Now we're not yes, lonely we anymore. Thank you so much for listening this week. This has been the Only Fan Cast. If you're a fan of what you heard,、uh, you can do us a big favor and just tell somebody about the show. Go leave a review on Apple Podcasts, or just tweet about it. Tweet to us. Tell a friend. You know, just do all that good jazz. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter or Facebook at Only Fan Cast. And if you know how to get our podcast onto the dark web. Please let us know. I've been Kyle. I've been Kat. Next week we're going to talk about wings. I love you. I love you too. Bye. Bye.